Thank you for downloading this episode of Just Ball Things NBA Podcast. Be sure to follow us on Facebook and give us a rating and review on iTunes. And now, on with the show. Shut up and sit down. This week on JBT Pod. The All-Star Weekend is set and ready to go. We'll take you through who's headlining the dunk, skills, and three-point contests in New Orleans. We'll talk to you guys about the ongoing Cavs trade rumors. And Jack and I will rate our top 10 shooting guards and power forwards in the league. And DBS this week takes a look at some rumored Cavalier pickups. So shut up. Sit down, because JBT is about to begin. Hello, hello, all you beautiful people across Australia and indeed across the world. My name is Nick Busing at JBT Real NJ, and thank you so much for downloading this episode of Just Ball Things NBA podcast. You're listening to episode 1.16 on this Sunday, the 5th of February. And today with me, well, not really with me, but he's here. Um, uh, we yeah, have the I'm, J-Man, j Jack Manuel. How are we, mate? Good, mate. Uh, shout out to Wazzles. It's his uh, 23rd birthday. thought I'd give the, I mean, I'm, uh, he's still there, yeah? The old fella just... uh, shout out. Is he still here? No, he left. Is he there? He, he no, promptly more... left. Well, we'll fuck him. It's not his birthday. Well, it's <laughs> technically still, it's still his birthday for like another hour and a half over there. Yes. Very good with your time zones, Jackie. Mate, I've been, <laughs> when I've been traveling this much, I know time zones that well. But um, yeah, back in London, it's it's good. It's good to be back with, uh, with Aliyoop. Um, we've been viewing a few houses and stuff. The only bad thing is that because the time difference is so crappy, I can't watch literally any ball games. But today... Like, Sunday is the day where, like, there's three games that I can watch, and my Nets are playing, so that's a good thing. Yeah, that's all right. Yeah. Of all the games yeah, that you like get one... to watch, you can watch the Nets. That's not bad. Yeah. There's, like, the Nets. There's three games. There's, like, the Nets, and there's, like, a Celtics game as well. But, you know, Sunday's the, the ball day for me, Nicholas. I wake up to a lot of, like, messages from you and then messages from Bleacher Report and Twitter going crazy. <laughs> It's uh, and I've been on my podcast games been on, but you know, no better podcast than the underrated shit podcast like the Mavs, the JBT pod. Damn right. Well, it's gonna slow. It's yeah, gonna it's slow right. down a little bit now that you're off holidays a bit. You're back to the full time job. But I'm still Man, here. Is... I'm still bumming it. Damn straight. Ball <laughs> is still life. Uh, speaking of bumming it, mate, my week involved um, a 24 hour movie marathon with none Jesus. other than the birthday boy himself. What movies did you watch in that time, Nicholas? Ah, all right. I didn't write this down, prepping for the pod, <laughs> but I'll uh, I'll see if I remember off the top. We started with Birdman, quality film, hadn't nice. seen it before. Great film. Um, we watched Steve Jobs next with um, Michael Fassbender. That was great. Uh, not not the Ashton Kutcher. Nah, one. nah, not the Ashton Ashton Kutcher one. The the Oscar worthy one. Yeah. Um, that was, was very good. It was very eye opening. I mean, Steve Jobs with a dick. But yeah, it was a bit of a C-word. I guess who, people who actually knew his story would have known that. Um, yeah. We watched Citizen Kane. Uh, again, me and, me and Chaz, me and Chaz hadn't seen uh, it. But Simpsons, mate, it was... the Simpsons ruined it for me. 
Why? Because of the rosebud? Yeah, because of the teddy bear. <laughs> we, I said to Chaz jokingly because there was a scene that matched The Simpsons exactly where Bobo was in the snow and the sled was in yeah. the snow. Yeah. And obviously Bobo was Mr. Burns's rosebud. And I turned yeah. to Chaz and I was just like, wouldn't it be funny if the sled was rosebud? And it was. And it was. <laughs> yeah. That's, a, was that's like... what it, what, When I watched it in year 10 as well um, for English class, I remember being like, I know this already because of The Simpsons. Good old Simpsons ruining. Yeah, I, don't know, ruined, ruining. I didn't expect it to be so, um, like, li- like. I don't, I don't know what, what, what I'm looking for. It was so it, accurate. Yeah, it, it was, was so accurate. accurate. It was, yeah, it just ruined it completely. And the whole film was kind of like a waste of time. It was like the story of a guy and we're trying to find out his rosebud and it's like, yeah, it's the sled. No, it's the sled. It's, it's, it was, it's a very boring movie as well. I think it's quite overrated. But, uh, it, yeah, that's just my opinion. Yeah, I mean, it, it's, yeah, it's, it's, it doesn't quite stand the test of time in the fact that yeah, I mean, I, I kind of lost interest a little bit. Chaz did as well. Like, we, we talked through it. and um, What what provided you the sustenance throughout, Nicholas? Like, what made you stay up for 24 hours? You would have had to have, like, a million Red Bulls or something. Nah, nah. I, uh, my own wits. My I, own I, wits. I, I can do this. I mean, I've stayed up for 24 <laughs> hours before, many times before. But... But um, I've seen you, and like you generally, when I'm in the presence of this, like when you and Chaz are doing them, you generally fall asleep during them. Yeah, the last the last one I did, I I didn't I didn't survive very long. I prepped myself really well, got a good night's sleep beforehand. As soon as I woke yes. up, we started the marathon. I had an abundance of migoring and juice. <laughs> uh, I had popcorn. I I tried to stay away from the from like heavy sugars, so like um like lollies and and uh, and like soft drinks and all that. I tried to stay away from it because I, I tend to get on like a, a massive sugar high and then I crash. Yeah. Um. So, yeah. I try, that, that, that was my um, yeah, attempt. But we, um, so we also watched works? Snatch, but we fell asleep halfway through it. That's when we decided to call it. But there was only about like three hours left anyway. So I guess we didn't do Did the whole 24 as- hours. So it's a 21 hour, so it's a 21 hour, hour movie marathon. marathon yeah. Did you? What did you think of Snatch? Did you like understand? Brad Pitt with the oh no, the I dags. couldn't understand him at all in the slightest. I what about the dags? I, I wanted the dags. the dags. Yeah, I d- they're what? not dag. God damn it, Brad Pitt. <laughs> oh no, that was um that was a nightmare. I couldn't understand him, and he, you know even in my sleep, especially in my sleep deprived <laughs> state, there was no chance, no hope. So I'm, I'm glad that we didn't finish that movie because now I have to rewatch it and. Maybe be in the yeah, right actually. frame of mind to do so. Was it in your sleep-deprived attention that you told me that you thought the past tense of Glide is Glade? It just sounds cool. It actually was in that it, um, sort of sleep-deprived state. My mind went... That doesn't surprise me. It, it, it went a bit of a walkabouts and yeah. But but Glided, that's what it is, yeah? Glide, yes, it is. Yeah, but that no, doesn't you know sound glide, right. It no, doesn't... You know Glade is... Glade is the, you know, the... Glade um, is the air, air freshener. freshener. Exactly. So, like, <laughs> you're an absolute idiot. It's a, you think the past tense of gliding or the verb of doing well, something is Well, I was thinking of stu- things like slide, but then glid didn't quite... That's like, that, didn't, that didn't make sense either. But glided doesn't uh, sound right, so I, I'm very happy with glade. What's stupider, me thinking that like you have to kill cows to milk them, or you thinking the past tense of glide is glade? Def- 
mate, you have you think you have to kill cows to milk them. <laughs> there is no there's no coming back from that. <laughs> no, there's not, unfortunately. Oh, but let's, the JBT let's... brand Nicholas has gone worldwide. Where's it where's it spread to, mate? Yeah, getting a bit on uh basketball terms now, actually. Um Yeah, our our brand has spread to Africa and South Korea. We had a few followers uh from there. Um more than likely bots. But uh, shout but out to those guys like if you're not bots and can understand and English. Also, did you also see that notification that we got when I, um, the one where I'm doing like the, the basketball machine, the shooting machine one, and we got a random comment from this person who tagged their friend saying we were better. Did you see that? Yeah, I did. And they probably were, mate. You were terrible in that video. But like, how did they see, how did they like come across our video? Yeah, like, that's, that, that's, that's, it's good. I mean, the, the spread is there. We are slowly infecting the lives of people so we're spreading like aids um not ah oh, nick i'm just gonna uh, <laughs> i have to go there i have to go there. anyway let's, let's, get, let's get started with nick nothing in the jam let's get started mate go general news what's what do you got what is happening in the association right now well all star everything all star has been announced it's all finalized it's ready to go um so we're going to take you through each of the competitions Apart yep. from the actual All-Star game, we've talked about that to death. Um, so, what have we got here? The dunk contest. Coaches. Oh, the coaches. What about the coaches, mate? Oh, yeah, the coaches. Yeah, right. Coaches. The All-Star so coaches, City Steve Kerr will be coaching the West. Be coaching the Western Conference, yep. yep. And Brad Stevens has got the East. Solid um, decisions. I, I would have gone with uh, Scott Brooks myself, but... Uh... A sheer idiot. I thought it would have been Ty Lue. Yeah, I guess that like the most, um, the best record in the, in the East. I mean, if you, maybe it's because of their recent slump in form. Yeah. I don't know. Who knows? And their Boston, Boston are doing quite well at the moment. So, I'm not upset. I mean, the coaches are. Do coaches even get accolades for coaching the All Star teams? No, no I, I mean, I, 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 like... I wouldn't assume that they get marked in their All Star performances. Yeah, like it doesn't really matter, and no. like I mean that's minor news in comparison to the the dunk contest, yes. three point and skills contest news. So all of those contests have been announced. Um, we'll start with the dunk contest, mate. We've got DeAndre Jordan, Aaron Gordon, Glenn Robinson the third, and Derek Jones Jr. competing yeah, in yeah. this year's dunk contest. Um, two not very big surprises there. Uh, yeah, I was. I mean, DeAndre Jordan was a bit of a surprise for me because um, I remember Magus told me this: the fact that if he made the All Star team, he said he would do the dunk contest. But he jokingly said um, earlier in the week, he's like, "Yeah, well, who knows? I might do it, but I'd rather do the three point contest." And I was like, "Really?" <laughs> um, obviously, he said it in jest, but it's good to see him. Like, you know, if anyone's going to replace um, Zach Levine, DeAndre Jordan's a very a, a very, very worthy uh, high profile yeah yeah i mean he's like we've got some stats we've got some stats here we got uh jordan has easily the most career dunks in his time uh because his time has been so fruitful and because he's always on the other end of those oop slams alley oops yeah that's yeah. right uh so he's had 1505 career dunks compared to aaron gordon's 138 glenn robinson's 34 and Derek Jones Jr. zero, but Nick, he's been lighting up the daylight. So, yeah, we have the same amount of career dunks as Derek Jones Jr. That is something to boast about. 
<laughs> I almost but have I, the same be... amount of games as Derek Jones Jr. <laughs> almost. <laughs> to be fair, I actually think I've probably got Derek Jones Jr. as the wild card to win this thing. I watched a highlight because obviously I, I didn't know who Derek Jones Jr. is, and I'm not alone in that. Um, I had to look him up because I was astounded by the stat when I saw the uh, when I saw the dunk contest con- participants, and he had zero career dunks. I'm like, well, okay, well, what the hell is he doing? Um, he's played about I think he's played about six games in the NBA. Yeah. For the Suns. Yeah. Um, I think it's for the Suns. Um, uh, anyway, six yes. games in the NBA. Uh, but he's primarily playing in the D League, and I watched a lot of his highlight reels and obviously everyone can look good in a highlight reel but his dunks were oh, just insane the hops he's got he can fly yeah, yeah some, he can the height fly. he can get off the ground it's just amazing I wanna, I'm going to get around the hashtag hashtag DJ squared because there's one DJ already but Derek Jones Jr he like has two, two DJs. DJs so I'm going to be hashtag DJ squared but for you the couldn't you couldn't do DJ all squared mate you would only have to square the J so you, you just don't know maths. Maths. Well, like you said three times two is seven in one of our other podcasts. Simple so maths is like... difficult, mate. That, 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 <laughs> shit, that shit don't compute. Well, who you got, Nicholas? Who do you think is going to win it? You, you got a team on Aaron Gordon? Aaron you reckon Gordon. he'll redeem himself? Yeah, definitely. Not even but, redeem himself. Have... I mean, personally, I think he should have won that contest last year. Um, yeah. And it was... The other three, two rather, the other two people weren't even in contention. Some of this, I no. can imagine that Aaron Gordon is going to come out and just be like, you know, what, I'm going to make this my best year yet. He's going to like do a flip over something and then dunk a with flip. his feet. <laughs> He's going to do a full flip and dunk the ball with his feet. <laughs> and hang there like, just, yeah, so it's, it's going to be amazing. Well, like, I don't, it's going to be hard to top that, you know, toilet seat dunk. Like, that is literally yeah, that, that's absolutely in my, that crazy. Best, yeah. And that was the best dunk from last year. I mean, Zach Levine had some amazing dunks for the free throw line, but that was still the highlight dunk. Of yeah, that was the dunk. Yeah, definitely. So, you know, you can't, you can't see DeAndre Jordan doing anything like that. I think Jojo Jordan's going to have to do something like what Blake Griffin did when he jump, jumped over the Kia car. Yeah. Or he's like, so- like where do you, where Aaron Gordon can make up in like, I'm not saying that like DeAndre Jordan isn't like an amazing athlete, athletic man. Um, but DeAndre Jordan has to do something monstrous. Whereas yeah. Aaron Gordon could do something like really finesse. Yeah. Cause I think yeah, Aaron, De- DeAndre Jordan's, is about power. That's his style of dunking. Yeah, and Whereas that would Aaron that Gordon... that would get a lot like what Vince Carter did where he got his arm into the ring. Oh yeah. Like that was that was big. Yeah, but Vince Carter's half man, half amazing. So like it's I don't think DeAndre's gonna be pulling out any VC moves, but, but something like that, excited. something monstrous like that, it just shows yeah, strength. Gonna, yeah, he's gonna have to do like a shack thing where he like somehow breaks the rim or something. Yeah. Oh man. That'd be amazing. Yeah, let's, get on, let's, let's get on to the three-point contest, Nick. Who's in the three-point? Who are the eight participants right, this Eight year? participants in the three-point contest. We've got Eric Gordon, Kyrie Irving, Kyle Lowry, Wesley Matthews, CJ McCollum, Clay Thompson, Kemba Walker, and Swaggy P, Nick Young. Yes! yes he made is... the contest, mate. This is the year of the swag, Nick. 
Year of the Swaggy. swaggy well, P. interestingly enough, Jack, he has the second highest three-point percentage of all of the contestants right now. Well, like, he's balling, mate. He, he is. is balling. He is doing really well. He's having, obviously, an amazing year starting in that Lakers outfit. Career year. Career year, that's right. Um, I think I remember, I remember hearing someone say, like, you know, that if Swaggy P does a dunk contest, he'll do it in, like, you know, his Yeezys or something. Like, I'm just incredibly excited to see Nick Young at All-Star Weekend because he epitomizes, like, the swag and the style that is All-Star Weekend. You know, personally, I, I, I could have foreseen a future. Because all of these are very notable three-point shooters, obviously. I'm not going to get people who are Ooh, bad yeah. three-point shooters. Um, personally, you know, I think that they should have put in the best three-point shooter in the league right now. Um, Steph Curry? N- no, mate. No, not Steph Curry. Otto Porter. Who? Oh, Statistically, Nick. he is the oh, best three-point my. shooter in the league right now. And, you know, I don't, I'm not a huge fan of Kyrie Irving. <laughs> so oh, I'd have to Nick, replace Otto oh, Porter. Nick. Sorry, I'd have to replace Kyrie Irving with Otto Porter. He's an amazing <laughs> three-point shot. Like, oh, he mate, could have Nick, been asked and he just declined that. it. I don't, I don't know. <laughs> Shut up. You know, maybe he's um, above that. I, 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 don't, I don't know. Kyrie Irving needs... Who you got a, yeah, another popularity contest again, but... <laughs> that is. Up, you uh, who you got, I digress. Who got winning this? Who got winning this thing? Clay Thompson's going to defend his uh, defend his title. Do you reckon he can go back to back? Well, shooting quickly, which is what this you know thing is, oh, and shooting accurately, of course. Um, oh, yeah. Of course. Um, of course. I think just Clay Thompson can do it. Like shooting volumes as well. Yeah. Um, but it it's literally it's just a practice court arena, so. You put people in a practice court environment and they can shoot the lights out. Yeah, any, like any three-point shooter can shoot the lights out in practice. Yeah, but the thing is, the difference with the three-point contest is to be, to be in motion. So like to be able to grab the ball and like position yourself in a way that you know where you're going to be standing next to the ball. So like you pick up from your right or you pick up from your left. Like Kyle Corvus explained this before when he was on the starters and stuff, but me, I'm Team Swag. Swaggy P for the three point contest. Swaggy P for the dunk contest. Swaggy P for the skills contest. Swaggy P for the All Star game. For the celebrity game. Get him everywhere, mate. Hashtag Team Swag. Well, you're going to lose a few of those bets considering he's not participating in four of those. <laughs> um, but good luck. Um, I, th- I think I think people like um, like you catch and shoot guys, obviously. You're Clay Thompson, you're Eric Gordon, uh, even Swaggy P. I think they'll um, they'll do really well. Again, it's like the these sorts of you've got you've you got the ball basket to the right or left of you, and you're just shooting threes. They do this in practice, so it really could be anyone. But and I'm yeah, on the I, I'm, on who... you know Clay's going to defend, so that's who I'm going for. <laughs> And it also does depend on who makes those money balls. Like that's yeah, the extra the extra ones. Yeah, that's where it can be a bit so hairy. The money rack. Whoever knocks in the money rack. Mm. Who got for the skills contest, Nicky boy? Skills contest. Um, obviously, we've got four four big men and four guards against each yes, other. Yes, four as big men per usual. Uh, so the big men we've got. Joel Embiid, DeMarcus Cousins, yes. Chris Stapps, Porzingis, and Anthony Davis. And for the guards, which is kind of weird because Gordon Hayward's in here as well. Um, 
Isaiah Thomas, Gordon Hayward, Devin Booker, and John Wall for the skills contest. Mate. I love it. Who have you got winning the bigs and the smalls? Well, last year was Carl Anthony Towns, and I think he was versing, I think it might have been Isaiah Thomas. Yeah, it was, it was Isaiah I, Thomas I hope, in the, at the end. I hope it comes down to that again. I hope it comes down to a big versus a small. Um, like, jo- you know what would be the, the best ending? Joel Embiid versus Isaiah Thomas. That would be amazing. <laughs> Just to see Joel Embiid get into that, um, into that, into that vein. But um, watching last of- year's contest, and I rewatched it again recently. What really killed a lot of people is that pass. Yes, Isaiah Thomas hit that pass every single time on the first pass. Yeah. So. Um, Smoked the first round, then the second, and he even hit it um, in that final against Carl Anthony Towns. But Carl Anthony Towns hit it as well. So I think it yeah. all comes down to that pass. If you can hit that pass, yeah. then I think you're good because a lot of people spend a lot of time there. And smaller people yeah, can I'd... get up and down the court quicker. So I'm going to have to put it to a guard. It's just a matter of that final shot. If they can make that final three, then it should be okay. Surely you're on Team Wallstar here. I'm not, mate. I'm not. I'm on team Isaiah. I think he'll win. And I have a terrible, terrible feeling that John Wall is going to be knocked out first. (laughs) Like, it'll be be against Booker as well. (laughs) Like, it'll come down to that final shot. Yeah. Like, I reckon Wall will hit that first pass and Booker will struggle. And then Wall will be miles ahead of him. But Wall, I don't think, will hit that three. He can. He's not a bad three-point shooter, but he's no Devin Booker. So Devin Booker will eventually finish those passes, make the layup, and then hit the three first shot. I mean, it's going to be exciting. I mean, next week I've actually got – we might be able to do like a live podcast or something because I've got a few days off before um, I've got the midterm break, so I might be able to watch a a few of these live. So we might have to coordinate that shit. Yeah, nah, beautiful. I love the schools contest. It's my favorite – apart from the game, it's – and the dunk contest. See, I don't even like the game. I like I like everything else. Like uh, the three point contest is all right, but it's, the, the skills contest is so much fun. It is, but the it dunk is contest the is easily the most popular. <laughs> yeah, you definitely. just see massive. Anyway, yeah. Enough all star, mate. Else. We'll get onto some actual uh, proper news. Let's do it. All right. In an ongoing Bulls saga, there's some news coming out that says um, uh, that. Young players on the roster are unhappy with uh, Dwayne Wade missing practices. So, Jack, what do you make of what do you make of that? Do these young players have the right to be mad at such a veteran? So I feel like right now, Nick, if you had your soundboard, you should be playing the Vic Mensa song. Oh, you mad? Like you mad? That'd be perfect right now. Oh, <laughs> you don't know that song, do you? I don't. You are so right. Um, uh, I, in a way, yes, I think they do have a right to be there because one, he's calling him and Jimmy Butler were calling out the the other the rest of the roster, saying they need to step up and stuff. Yet D Wade isn't turning up to practices. I mean, he's not Allen Iverson, um, and he yes he has to take care of his body in a way where because you know he's at that age, but. You can still turn up to practice and, you know, like, whereas a lot of these players on this roster are actually saying that as a teammate, Rajon Rondo has been much more supportive. Now, that's saying something, that Rajon Rondo is a more supportive teammate to, like, mm. you know, 
your Zipsa, your Bobby Porters, your Doug McDermott. Yeah, definitely. I mean, Whereas it seems like no, go on. It seems like there's this rift between Jimmy Butler, Dwayne Wade, and the rest of mm. the roster. Yes, there have been, you know, I mean, it is Jimmy Butler's team, but like, I, I think it's it's the the issues run even deeper than you know Dwayne Wade and Jimmy Butler and extend even further to the front office, the ownership and the GM. Like that, the way the Bulls organization is being run is. It's, it, it, to say that they're the laughing stock with like you know the other stories of LeBron James and Carmelo Anthony like they're the number one news story worst news story of the week so that's saying something mm. yeah I mean um, it's not just a matter of you know take you said like taking care of his body yeah okay I understand that obviously practice makes perfect and he's still he's still a player and he still yeah. needs to you know get his himself in check because he hasn't been amazing this season himself like he's had some stinking games um yeah and if he wants to be a well he's expected to be a leader on this team him and jimmy butler you need to make certain sacrifices and whether going to training is a sacrifice which i really shouldn't going to practice um you should do that for the benefit of your team show these youngsters exactly what it means to be a superstar and then you won't have a problem with them struggling to be superstars. Agreed. And I mean, moving on to a person who is probably one of the best leads in the NBA, LeBron James. He went absolutely ham on Charles Barkley earlier in the week. I only, I only saw the, um, the news report on this. I didn't actually, and like I read the quote, I didn't actually listen to the, uh, to the, the excert. The 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 takeaway from it was like LeBron James is like as he was walking out from the presser he's like there's a new sheriff in town and I'm just like damn so it's like is LeBron James have a new nickname is he no longer the king is he now the sheriff the sheriff um I like how that cool is that so what explain um, explain the situation if you can Jack so Charles Bar- uh, Dwayne Wade came in in support of LeBron's comments as well um and I mean. You can't hate... I've seen the merit in both sides. LeBron James called out Charles Barkley because he's, he's essentially sick of being called out by Charles because he's he's been doing it since, you know, his, his early Cavalier days and then his Miami Heat days for the decision and all the rest. Um, but at the same time, Charles Barkley is paid to make those comments. He is a media personality. Um, so I can see it from, from both perspectives. Um and so, yeah, he was basically calling LeBron out for being a whiny and saying, why does he need so many players? Why does he need this? Whereas Shaq supported LeBron. He's like, well, have you ever gone back to back? And then so, yeah, LeBron um, had a go at Charles and he like full on ripped into him about like, you know, not being at All-Star Weekend, not being a leader on his team and all these things. Um, and I mean, it was early in the weeks so that I'm sure all of our listeners have, have heard of it, but... It was something to behold, and the fact that I don't know, it was a nice distraction to see some uh, some different news in in the in the NBA other than like you know the Bulls. Yeah, <laughs> they've been taking a lot of headlines at the moment, and the Knicks. They have that sort of debacle happening there. Um, more about the Cavs, mate. We're going to quickly um, touch over these. Um, ESPN have reported that the Cavs are set to host free agent workouts with Lance Stevenson, Kirk Heinrich, and Mario Chalmers, and are also interested in getting Andrew Bogut. This is obviously kind of in response to 
LeBron's claims that he needs another playmaker or whatever the hell he needs these days. Um, LeBron gets what he wants, mate. He's the king. Exactly. Uh, unfortunately so. Um, so what what do you make of each of these sort of potential trades? Who of those three do you think would, would be the best fit, I guess, in Cleveland? Well, there was news earlier in the week, uh, Nicky Boy, I'm not sure if you saw. Um, a lot of those players have said that they're not, uh, they may not be willing to take the 10-day contract that the Cavs are willing to dish out. Um, a player who has sort of come out of nowhere is uh, Jordan Farmer, used to play for the Sixers and I think the Lakers or the Clippers, one of those LA teams. Um, and he impressed at one of those workouts. So I think uh, there's a high likelihood that Jordan Farmer could be uh, wearing a Cavs uniform soon enough. I think Mario Chalmers is the best fit. And we're actually doing a DBS inspired by these uh, possible free agents. Um, but I mean, you don't need, uh, and I mean, Deron Williams was also rumored. Um, he'd be an okay fit. But I like the Andrew Bogut uh, rumor as well because they do need a bit of defensive, pro- like a rim protector. Like they don't have Timothy Moskov anymore. Mm. Not that he was a part of that system, but um, their defense has certainly lacked a little bit. Um, and their playmaking really does lack when there's no Kyrie and LeBron on the floor. So I think Jordan Farmer or Mario Chalmers would be my picks. I know you like Kirk Heinrich. Yeah, I know. I'm a bit of a fan of Kirk Heinrich from uh, my 2K days. Uh, he was a brilliant backup guard and really cheap as well. Um, did did he did the right job? Whether that he reflected in his game, I have no idea. Um, but I, I do like the Andrew Bogut sort of rumors i guess he's not happy at the mavs it's obviously it's obvious that he's going to get traded and you want another playmaker lebron andrew bogut can be that playmaker yeah he actually can he can facilitate a lot on offense and then obviously he's known for his defensive prowess he sort of lost that step a little bit with his with his defense but i think if if you can get him for you know for pennies on the dollar go for it yeah but um I'm sure this will be a, a another topic that we'll speak about next week when you know the the news is more confirmed uh, moving toward that trade deadline. But uh, Matt Barnes, the he's always in the news, uh, was arrested in, in in response to I think it was a few weeks ago while I was in Toronto that this was news um, where he was him and Boogie were out in the town and uh, were charged with assault. Um, uh, he's been formally arrested and charged by New York police over the assault accusations back in December. Uh, he he turned himself in, um, so you know he knows he was in the wrong. But at the time, he didn't say he was in the wrong. But you know, Matt Barnes is just—he's just a bit of a—he's just a dick. Like he's a dick of a human. He is, like, he is a dick, and the fact that you know Boogie's there and he's you know high with his, as in like high on, I don't know, testosterone, I guess, with his teammates. Yeah. Um, his lawyers come out and said that he is trying to push for a self-defense sort of act. Um, who knows how much, you know, who knows how truthful that is. Um, knowing Matt Barnes, it probably isn't that truthful. Um, (laughs) seems like something he would instigate. Definitely. (laughs) So, um, yeah, I mean, it's not surprising that he's actually formally been arrested. I mean, saw this coming, uh, just depends on what the back on the, what the fallback will be on Boogie as well. It'll be interesting to see in the uh, coming few weeks. Anyway, we are going to take a break here. We'll be back with the discussion points after this. 
You're listening to JVT Podcast. Give us a rating and review on iTunes. Welcome back to JBT Podcast. Kick off with our discussion points here, Jackie Boy, hashtag DP of the week. If you've got any uh, discussion points that you want to send us, you can just send them on that hashtag. All right, a bit of a fun one to start off, Jack. Uh, you came Go to on. me with this one, so I'll, I'll, th- I'll thank you for that one. Uh, if you could pick three NBA players, past, present, or future. Um, future? <laughs> past, present, or future, mate. To have dinner with you, who would it be? I like this. Right. Um, so Any future picks I'm for you, with... Jack? No, no future. I don't. I, See, I'm I'd love to, to have dinner with the... pick thirteen for the Celtics. <laughs> I mean, I need to look into the NCAA, Nicholas, and I don't know enough about college. <laughs> See what it could be. And do some, do some hardcore analytics. Yeah, I'd have to go to like Ali's dad to find out. But my <laughs> three picks, anyway, mate, were Greg Popovich. Shaquille O'Neal, and of course, I can't uh, have dinner. Leave us a, 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 che- a, ch- a, a, a chair spare without LeBron James. So that's Pop, Shaq, and King. Like, how good is that dinner going to be? It might be, uh, could be all right. I mean, I, I, I've gone for a similar line with you. I mean, is there any reasons behind your picks? Well, I like Pop because I feel like he's got a lot of wisdom to impart. He's got a lot of experience. He's now the most winningest coach at a franchise ever with the Spurs. And, I mean, I like his uh, his outspoken nature when it comes to... Uh, I feel like his his bands, like his intellectual bands would be on point. Shaq we've got to have there because, you know, we've got to have some Shaq soda. We've got to be, like, dancing and having fun and, and pulling jokes. <laughs> and it's the same with LeBron. I think LeBron's got the nice balance of a pop and a Shaq. Like, he's, he's outspoken, but then he's also quite a fun teammate at the same time. So I think... Um, uh, yeah, there's, there's a definite reason why I've got those three. Oh, beautiful, mate. That sounds good. I can't argue with Pop. I agree there with uh, he could impart some wisdom on you. And uh, he's, a, he's a very bancy guy as well. He'd be fun. Oh, yeah. He's amazing. Yeah. Um, I've gone Pop, with... Pop uh, 2020. I've gone with something a little bit similar. Um, Tim Duncan. Uh, kind of the, oh, okay. the disciple of uh, Greg Popovich. Did um, he actually speak at your dinner, Nicholas? Well, that's this is what I love about it. <laughs> While me and the other two, I'm not, not going to say them yet, me and the other two are having our conversations, he would just butt in with something like extremely, like some unwritten proverb. Yeah. And it would be the he most glorious him. thing in the world. It's like, we'd just be having a conversation and then he would just throw you a statement that just be like, whoa. I like have a greater appreciation of life. Thank you, Timothy. Yeah, Timothy would be amazing in that sense. Good point. It I would. Like that. It's, nice it would just be the funniest shit to watch, and to be a part of. It would be hilarious. Um, I'd have to ask him about his uh, mechanical tattoos as well. That'd be that'd be interesting. And also about his cereal, the Slam Dunkinos. Did you see that? <laughs> he, we, we might have, have to. We, we might have to make this a breakfast, not a dinner, so we can have some. Uh, yeah, I was about to say that. Yeah. Change the dinner to a breakfast. <laughs> Uh, all right. Well, um, move on. Oh, wait, no. I've still got two more picks, eh? Um, my next person I'd love to have dinner with would be Derek Rose. Derek, he's not going to say anything either. Bit of, a, bit of a different one, but I feel that he would, again, he would be kind of insightful. And the, the past, I guess, that he's been through, I'd love to hear about uh, all the things he's gone through growing up in the hood, I guess, of Chicago. 
um, yeah. and how the change was from becoming a, a superstar NBA player. Um, I'm sure like there's heaps and heaps of people who have come from. Maybe you could you know, ask. Bro- maybe yeah, you could, you could ask, ask this. Well, um, maybe you could also ask him like why he left the Knicks <laughs> for that. Uh, for why that he left trip. the Bulls? Yeah, I mean like home, yeah. homegrown, bred, um, Chicago. Chicagonian, <laughs> Chicagonian. No, I like that. I no, like that. What I what I meant about the Rose thing is like why he why he bailed out on the team for that for that game. Like you could ask him. You could get oh, the as in for the Knicks, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Exactly. I get the inside scoop, mate. Yeah. See, you're you're I coming like up it. with better better justification for my picks than me. Yep. But yeah, I like I like to I, w- I would like to pick Derek Rose's brain and then Shaq because the same reason as you, you got to have Shaq soda. It, it is brilliant stuff. Uh, he would market. He would market your dinner so well that you would you would gain money <laughs> out of it. You would leave the dinner table having cooked everyone every everything and bought everything, and you would leave with you would leave a little bit richer. Yeah, good old Jack. <laughs> that was a bit of a fun Even... one. I liked uh, I liked that Jack. That could have been an off topic as well. It's not yeah, really it off topic. Actually, it's very yeah. on topic. But you could have said like, pick three people to have dinner with. Got to have dinner with Gandhi. Maybe, maybe another time. As Gandhi once said, listen to JBT podcast. <laughs> Do you know quote. Who Gandhi is there? <laughs> quote. <laughs> All right. Um, before we get into a uh, similar thing to what we did last week with um, the picks, picking power forward and shooting guards this week. Um, Again, a bit of a fun sort of discussion thing. Jack, your nets, my boy, have been struggling of late. And when I say of late, I mean the past three years. (laughs) Don't rub it in. You are currently 9 and 41 in the East after that, let's just say, better than average start. Yep. Um, I think you might have won four games in that stretch, and then another four in the past, you know, thirty games. Um, but Jack, the question is, when do you think the Nets will get their tenth win? That coveted tenth win that everyone else in the association has. Yeah, well, you guys are like the Wizards have won ten in a row at one. We've won seventeen at our home in a row. Uh, all right, so I've got the schedule up here, Nicky boy, because I want to. I mean, we're gonna we'll speak about your wiz in a bit, but we've got the tonight. We've got uh, the Raptors at home. Uh, we're no chance there. We're we're zero and three against them this season. But then we have a stand against a few teams that I think are, are definitely a possibility. So we've got the Charlotte Hornets, who we have beaten this season, though it is in Charlotte. We've got you guys, Wiz Nation, at home. Which, to be fair, if we lose to the Raptors and the Hornets and we beat the Wizards, I will love that. Like, I would prefer that, to be fair. Just to rub it in your smug, <laughs> ugly face. <laughs> um, we've also got the the Heat in, in, in that four-game homestand. The Heat, Grizzlies, and the Bucks. I think we're going to... I doubt we're going to win, like, more than two games out of that. But I think we're going to sneak away with one, mate. And, you know, I reckon your Wiz... Are probably the least likely to be fair because you guys are the best team out of them. But I reckon we could sneak one maybe against the Bucks, 
or or the Heat. I mean, they've broken our hearts. We only just lost to them, thanks to Dion Waiters and his damn shrug. Um, <laughs> and then following that, we've got some games against the Nuggets, which I think we have. We've, they're the only team we haven't lost to this season. Like we beat oh, wow. them, albeit at home. Um, and then of course the Warriors, which we're going to easily win. Um, Wouldn't surprise me if your tenth win game with the Warriors. Like for <laughs> some reason, it was just it was just kind of like meant to happen. And it'd be just like some weird alternate universe. Yeah. Um, but that's that's like a month away. So surely within like, you know, three weeks to a month, we win a game. Um, otherwise, we might have to do this DP of the week again in a month. Yeah, I know. It'd be... Oh, Jesus Christ. Well, you... In the month of January, you went 1-15. and 15. Yeah, yeah. So, hopefully, if that sort of, you know, stint, I guess, happens again... You haven't gone a month without lose, like without winning a game, so that's that's positive. You can at least say you, that you will get this win by the end of the month. Who do you think will beat Nicholas out of those teams that I mentioned? You have to get at least one in that homestay. I'm feeling the heat. Um, it would it, yeah. it quite literally all has to depend on their rosters. Like yeah, if yeah. the Heat have to travel quite away. Or even like the Grizzlies, like a West, um, sorry, like oh, sorry, the Grizzlies, like a West team. If they have to travel quite away, um, if they have got a game the day before, you'd have to look at all of their all of their rosters. Yeah, the, but the fixture, yeah, you yep. can you can sneak a win there. So the Heat is closer, is close, is close. I mean, it's the eleventh. So next week you could have your tenth win. Hashtag pray for pray for the Nets. Hashtag Brooklyn grit. Let's get around it. But your next three games are going to be losses. Hey, I reckon we've got a chance against you guys in the Hornets. Oh, I don't know. Don't, Unless we completely don't capitulate. Rule us out, mate. I can't say it. Not the way we we're playing. We might rest some players. Not the way we're playing, mate. All right. Well, then let's move on to the one of the. Unfortunately, like it actually pains me to say this, one of the best teams in the NBA right now, yeah, the Washington yeah. Wizards. Yeah. Um, <laughs> they had their seventeenth straight home win uh, over the Pelicans. And another dominant fourth quarter display. So the Wizards are right now sitting fourth in the East. Nick, I know what your answer is going to be to this, but what's the yes. discussion point? So we will yes. discuss this other than your... <laughs> uh, yes, Jack! Shut <laughs> Nick. Are the Wizards ready to take on the big boys of the NBA? Your Cleveland Cavaliers, your Boston Celtics, your Warriors, your Rockets? Yes? If I may, Jack. If I may, interject. You, you, you may. Yeah, boy. That might have been the worst thing I have ever heard anyone (laughs) say in the history of the English language. And I am translucent compared to you. I'm I'm very excited, obviously. Um, (sighs) We are first in our division at the moment. And, you know, division title. That's what we're going for. Um but I legitimately think I don't know whether I'm like buying into my own hype right now. Our fourth quarter displays this this year have been absolutely ripper, ripper, mate. Yeah. Um, we were, you know, the Pelicans were in it until the uh, in today's game until right at the end, and that's happened quite a few times where we just bury them in the fourth quarter. Um, a lot of interviews coming out with Bradley Beal and you know Scott Brooks winning uh, Coach of the Month last month. Uh, just the mood has changed in, in Washington. It is amazing to see. John Wall seems happy. 
um, playing really well with his team. All of our starters are contributing, and even our bench is starting to, you know, solidify together as a uh, a nice solid second unit. Um, and even you know you can't overestimate what it means to make your uh, your home court a fortress. Yeah. Um, people have won championships off making their home court a fortress. Well, remember the time that we were there, and we've we've mentioned this a few times in the pod. Remember the time we were there in at in at what what is it called Verizon Center, and it was just there was just no atmosphere there at all, and like they ended up losing that game to the Pacers. Um, something has clearly changed in the span of you know fourteen months. Yeah, I mean it's amazing the the, the start that we had this year, and even then it's just like the Verizon Center was was very empty, um, but now. I'm not sure on the exact ticket numbers, but like you can hear it in the crowd. It, they're, they're yeah, when lot... you're winning games, it helps. Yeah, I know, definitely. Uh, it, yeah, and it's just uh, amazing to see. And I think that we can compete. Uh, it's just a matter of whether we can sustain this, whether it's a run of form or whether this is what we actually are now. Um, yeah. You know, we've gone the whole month showing this display. So I feel that, you know, times are changing. And we can definitely compete with the likes of um, Toronto. And we even showed that a few years ago when um, when Toronto and us finished third and, sorry, fourth and fifth in the playoffs. And I like this, this uh, Wizards-Celtics rivalry, mini rivalry that's happening as yeah. well. Yeah. Well, you know, anything can happen in a rivalry as well. I mean, um, not that we would uh, unless we, we really fall off now we meet um, Celtics in the first round. I mean, we could meet them in the second round, providing we get past that first obstacle in the playoffs um I've, let me give an unbiased opinion nicholas yes, from please. a net supporter that doesn't that you know follows a lot more other teams because his own team is so disgustingly <laughs> bad <laughs> um i actually for once agree with what you're saying that um your starting unit is one of the best in the nba right now and when it comes down to the playoffs you don't need the depth that you do during the regular season we need a few players to sort of step up. Um, you only need to really bat eight or nine deep at max when it comes to the playoffs because that's when you're playing those big minutes. Um, the game changes. It slows down. And I think that sort of favours the Wizards in a way. Mm. Um, I think it's going to come down to, like it will with a lot of other teams, um, health coming at that right time of the season. It is only January, um, but I would be... Um, remiss to say the fact that I think the Wizards would want to keep playing through this all-star break in terms of the vein of form that they've been in. Oh, of course. We've, we've seen teams that have completely turned it around for the worse uh, or for the better over all-star break. All-star break is kind of that, that buffer where you can kind of reset. Yeah. So it could reset for the worse. It, we could continue this run of form. It's really hard to say. And, uh, uh, you know, we're halfway through, a bit over halfway through the season. Um. So we'll see where we get to when we finish those eighty-two games. Hopefully, well, we can finish. Look, I, I, if we can finish top four, we get that um, home court advantage in the first round. I think we will be set for at least a home win. Well, look in, in a in a weird way, Nicholas. I'm at least happy one of our teams is going. Yay! <laughs> hey, we could fall off. Who knows? And then the the um, like what you've lost forty-one games. You could finish five hundred statistically. Statistically, we don't. <laughs> you have to Thanks win thirty-two the, games like, in a row. But <laughs> I like the, the glass half full approach. Yeah, that's it. Uh, yeah, it's never over till it's Nets. mathematically over. 
uh, which will happen to you tomorrow. <laughs> the, the fat lady has certainly sunk. Um, <laughs> but let's get on to our next DP, another fun one where Nick and I, uh, last week we were seeing our, our top 10 centre centers in the league and, and uh, point guards. This week we've gone with the power forwards and shooting guards. Do you want me to kick off, mate? Yeah, go for it, mate. Your uh, insight seems to be a little bit more than mine. So you did the uh, power forwards, top 10 power forwards. So starting with number 10 and um, li- a little bit of a heads up, John, uh, you're not going to like my number one here. <laughs> number 10, uh, Zach Randolph of the Memphis Grizzlies. Number nine, I got Ryan Anderson of the Houston Rockets. Number eight, Serge Barker of the Orlando Magic. May not be there much longer. Uh, number seven, Jabari Park of the Milwaukee Bucks. Number six, the Unicorn, Chris Apps Porzingis. Number five, Draymond Green of the uh, Golden State Warriors. Number four, LaMarcus Aldridge of the San Antonio Spurs. Number three, K-Love, Love to Love, Cavaliers. Number two, Paul Millsap of the Atlanta Hawks. And my best power forward in the NBA right now is Blake Griffin. He's a polarizing player to say the least if I was to speak to Luke Magri and Ali's dad. Um, but, yeah, Blake Griffin for me. He's my uh, number one power forward. Sounds good, mate. Um, as always, I'll throw you a bit of uh, bit of curveballs. I like you. I like the Blake Griffin pick. I recently did a draft with um, me and my brother and a good friend of mine, and I had a power forward to pick, and my pick was going to be... Uh, Draymond Green, but uh, Kieran took that the pick before, and so I was struggling. Yep. I really couldn't think of a power forward, so I ended up going with Paul Millsap. But uh, on you know hindsight's twenty twenty vision or whatever the phrase is, and I definitely yep. would have gone with Blake Griffin. I have to agree with you there in their number one um, power forward spot. Um, but why um, Paul Millsap above Kevin Love? I look. This is just a personal opinion. Both of them are all stars. Yep. Both like this year, and perennial all-stars. Um, the power forward, unlike the point guard and center position, isn't as stacked, and you you know that from uh, doing your shooting yeah, guard list definitely. as well. Yeah. Um, Paul Millsap has, out of these, is similar to Draymond Green in the same vein as a Draymond Green in terms of his skill set, that he can literally do everything. He, may, he is the star in the Atlanta Hawks team, and the fact that they are still a top-four team without Kyle Korver, without Jeff T without Al Horford. It's all because of Paul Millsap. Um, he he is a baller. He is an all-NBA worthy player. And Blake Griffin is probably in a similar vein as a Kevin Love, LaMarcus Aldridge, uh, an offensive star. But Paul Millsap, for me, I think is low-key, you know, when we were talking about the super-duper stars, Paul Millsap should be in that same vein if it, were, if it weren't for his, like, you know, underrated sort of low-key personality. Um, but, yeah, that, that's probably the most arguable rankings, I'd say. Um, but, yeah, some people might say I might have Draymond Green a little bit too low. Yeah, um, I mean, I was just about to say that. Draymond Green at number five, below LaMarcus. That's... Look, yeah, I think it's similar to your hate of Kyrie Irving. You just don't um, like Draymond? Oh well, I guess I guess that like... makes sense. He's a dick. He's, he's not a good. <laughs> he's not a nice person. We've quite a bit of this pod, um, <laughs> but yeah, look, Draymond Green. I, I, it's not that he's um, a bad player by any stretch. He's an amazing power forward, um, but he's not a, a, a traditional power forward by any stretch. Um, he's more of a you know a point forward. Um, yeah. 
He has. He's probably the best passer in this list mm-hmm. by uh, by quite a stretch. Um, but in terms of he's in a system that works well for him. Like if you put, I, I, I'd be, you could question me on this, but I think if you put Draymond Green in a different system, I doubt he would shine as much. Whereas LaMarcus Aldridge at the Portland Trailblazers and at the San Antonio Spurs has starred. Kevin Love at the Timberwolves and now at the Cavaliers is starring. Um, Blake Griffin would be a star anywhere. Um, who else is there? Sergio Barker hasn't had the greatest season. That's why he's sort of slipped for me. Yep. Um, he probably is a top five in terms of his skill set, and his defense is amazing. Um, and Draymond Green's probably the best defensive player in this, and I do value defense, but um, I don't think I'm wrong in saying that he's the fifth, fifth best power forward. I would disagree. <laughs> I would probably well, have you- him as number two. Um, personally, I'm, I'm a big, big fan of Draymond Green defensively, offensively. He's a massive facilitator, um, great leader, like throws some limbs. He's a funny guy as well. Like his little, um, his little dance when LeBron flopped in that game. It's, uh, always, always good. Um, I just, I don't know. I, yeah. I, I think you might be undervaluing, um, Draymond Green <laughs> in a team. Um, that being said, the people above him are not bad. So <laughs> it's not like you've got you've gone all out wrong, which, which yeah, you, you they're never good, would. Let's say that. And and, and I mean, Chris Porzingis and Jabari Parker, the two youngsters of this list. Yeah, I like the Jabari sort of Parker in- pick. I actually do. Like putting him in the top ten list, he's amazing. He's only twenty one, but he yeah, is he's balling. Yeah, he has been definitely, and uh, a bit of a, a veteran sort of pick with um, Zach Randolph, and he, his new role as that sixth man, um, I think, has gone under the radar um, because the Memphis Grizzlies aren't your your sort of marquee team. Mm. But he's been doing some very great things over there, and I think he deserved a spot in this list. Did you take injury into account? I feel that you did in this. Uh, yes, somewhat. Because there's one like Derek Favors. Yeah, see, for me, Derek Favors is. All like he can shoot, but I feel like Zach Randolph can do that as well. Um, yeah, Zach, like literally, Derek Favors was my 11th. Um, was it because of the, like your Favors had played a full, um, like your Favors had played uh, a full, full season um, this this year? Uh, season this that being year. said, he's, yeah. he still played 34 games, but um, he still played 34 games. Would you have but, considered? Um, would you, uh, yeah, possibly. Um, but you know, he hasn't. Uh, Blake Griffin's been injured, but um. Blake Griffin is the superstar. Like he's proved the himself enough. Superstar of this list. He's, yeah, he like and that that between the legs pass was just phenomenal. Yeah, was it wasn't just. Yeah. Um, it was unnecessary, but it was phenomenal. Yeah. Um, but yeah, uh, Nicky Boy, I'm interested to hear your top ten shooting guards. Who you got, mate? Okay. Um, okay. My top ten shooting um, guards. My top so 10 sh- far. Sorry, just give me. That's all right. Um. My top 10 shooting guards so far are DeMar DeRozan, Clay Thompson, Jimmy Butler, CJ McCollum, Bradley Beal, JJ Redick, Avery Bradley, Devin Booker, Lou Williams, and Victor Oladipo. I read that 1 to 10, so that was probably a bit of a mistake. Um, But, yeah, I'll repeat it. But, yeah, I'll repeat it. Victor Oladipo at 10. Victor Oladipo at 10. Lou Williams at 9. Devin Booker, Avery Bradley, JJ Redick. Bradley Beal, CJ McCollum, um, Jimmy Butler, Clay Thompson, and DeMar DeRozan as the top. Critiques, mate. 
I like I like it. Um, I feel Devin Booker is a little bit low here. I would have him higher than a JJ Redick personally, and maybe even Avery Bradley. Avery Bradley, we had a bit of a discussion about this beforehand, um, is definitely the best defensive guard in this list. Um, but Devin Booker is a franchise-changing player, in my opinion. Mm. Um, and one day, he could be a top three in this list, if not maybe even a number one. He is balling as a 19, 20-year-old. Definitely. I mean, he's yeah, he's 20, he's 20 years old, yeah, um, 19 at the start of the season. Uh, he's averaging 21 points a game, but he's shooting at about 43, I think it is. I don't have his stats up here, but I'm pretty sure it's 43. Um, Avery Bradley's shooting at about 47. Avery Bradley's shooting at about 47. Averaging about 17 yeah. points a game. He's missed averaging a few from injury, but again, like he, he injury, earns his again, like he, he, um, he, points in defense. Uh, points in defense. He does. But yeah, and, and then and, uh, JJ Redick, I rate like his three point shooting is amazing. And that's what I want from my shooting guards. I want them to be able to shoot from the perimeter. That being said, Jimmy Butler is uh, number three. And DeMar DeRozan is number one. DeMar DeRozan is number one. Yeah, but like in terms of pure shooting guards, like DeMar DeRozan probably, well, Clay Thompson's probably the best pure shooter out of this list. Um, and no one's going to argue with your top three there. Um, some people, some Bulls fans might have Jimmy Butler at number two, uh, maybe even number one. But I agree with DeMar DeRozan at that number one spot. Um, what he's been doing, he's elevated his game to another level. I mean, this the, year, the, the start of this um, year was just amazing. It was unbelievable. Amazing. It was unbelievable. And he's maintained that consistency. Um, like, he's he's been injured somewhat of late with that ankle. Um, and I do like CJ McCollum. The fact that you actually put him above Bradley Beal shows Yes, some, I did. Um, shows a little bit of maturity, some I objectivity. Like, um, um, yeah, yeah, solid list, mate. Solid list. And I like that you chucked in Lou Will there as well. Probably one of the six men of the year right now with, you know, an Eric with Gordon. With Eric Gordon and Eric all Gordon that. Eric Gordon is one, um, one that probably, I think, might be a bit stiff not to make this list. But um, I see your reasoning with Victor Oladipo. Um, he's been playing some decent basketball as well. Yeah, decent decent basketball. Yeah, I mean, de- his shooting percentages aren't bad. Uh, about 15 points. Bad, uh, about 15, about 15 points. points a game. The fact that he's still able yeah. to put up about 13 able- shots... With Russ in the team is with good enough for me. Yeah, like that's yeah. fair enough. But um, yeah, that's probably my only qualms I have with you, Nicholas. But um, yeah, nice work. Thank you. Oh, this is Thank weird. Oh. Agreeing with me and shit. Agreeing with me and shit. Yeah, I think being away from you, Nick, makes me miss you more. So I want to be nicer oh, to you a bit more often. <laughs> anyway, we'll take a break here, anyway, we'll and break. Uh, we'll be back soon. We'll be back. You're listening to JBT Podcast. Be sure to head on Facebook and give us a like. Welcome back to JBT Podcast. A bit of technical difficulties over that small segment there, so apologies for the repeat in my voice. Uh, We seem to have fixed it now. We seem to have fixed it now, so hopefully it doesn't come back. Um, We kick off here with Game of the Week, uh, and our Game of the Week saw a four-overtime game uh, with Atlanta defeating the New York Knicks 142 to 139, which is a crazy game, uh, which saw five people foul out and Paul Millsap log an hour, like 60 full minutes of game time. Crazy. 60 minutes. <laughs> crazy game. Crazy, crazy game. Four um, OT. There was so many buzz beaters, oh, not buzz beaters, but like match winning buckets as well. 
Well, I guess they weren't really match-winning buckets, were they? No, they were just game time <laughs> buzzers. Game. But shout out also to the um, Sacramento Kings for their OT win over the Warriors last night. That was a very solid OT win. Um, but Nicky, but let's get to the JB team of the week. All right, beautiful. For those who are new to the podcast, this is where we pick a fantasy basketball team for the week just gone. One player per position. No honorable mentions. What it is is what it is. Deal with it. Get out, et cetera, et cetera. (laughs) All right. Uh, For the point guard position, we've got Steph Curry, who had a monia, you know, historic, another historic night um, against the Clippers. Uh, finishing 43 points, 9 rebounds, 6 assists, uh, 15 from 23 shooting, including 9 from 15 from 3. And 25 of those, 43, were in the third quarter. Bonkers. Just, you know, what, just you know, whatever. Uh, Steph doing Steph things seems to have uh, come come to his close to his best uh, in the past month or so. So good to see him back. Uh, fighting fit as well. Um, Tim Hardaway Jr. for the shooting guard. I had a career night against the Rockets with 33 points, six rebounds, uh, and three assists, which included 23 in the first half. A lot of single... Fourth, uh, sorry, fourth uh, uh, sorry, 23 in the fourth quarter. A lot of single quarter action happening here, and that's what we like to see, like someone just going nuts in the in a single quarter. It's good yeah, to see. Sure. Do you want to take the uh, front court, mate? I'll do it. Uh, PG-13 led the Pacers to a solid win uh, over the Houston Rockets with 33 points, 9 rebounds, and 3 assists. Uh, the power forward in that 4 OT game we were mentioning earlier, game of the week, Paul Millsap in the 60 minutes logged 37 points, 19 rebounds, 7 assists, 1 steal, 1 block. And our centre, Boogie Cousins, he had a massive week. He had a heap of amazing performances. But he put on a clinic as he put up an impressive 46.15 rebound double-double, as well as five assists, one steal, one block, shooting four of six from the three, and 20 of 22 from that free-throw line. Yeah, it's astounding. He put, put to the line, line 22 times. And to sink him Amazing as well. Like that's, that's good, good stuff from Boogie. Um, it's, it's a real shame as well, because I'm pretty sure AD had a like 20-23 and 23 game this week. Which is just yeah. a shame because it's like no one was beating that that Boogie Cousins uh, uh, record there. But we'll and move. Whiteside as well had a massive night last night, posting like a twenty twenty game as well. So and Dwight Howard, but big big know, big week for the centers. But the yeah, that's it. You got to you got to be something super special to make JB team of the week. So good on uh, Cousins there. So we'll move on to stat of the week. Uh, and Jack, you've got a few stats for us this time. I'm the stats man, Nicholas. I've taken over your job. Um, <laughs> this is more stats of the week because we've both got. We've a got multiple ones, so stats. Yeah, it's, it's been a big week. It's been a huge week in statistics. <laughs> um, we sound like nerds. It's a huge week in statistics. Analytics, um, speaking. Analytics, mate. Yeah, we were the analytics. We should be <laughs> basketball reference. Shout out. Give us a job. Um, the most. So the first stat that I've got for you, Nicky boy. Uh, I think it was via ESPN stats and info. The most games with 10 or more made three-pointers in NBA history. We have J.R. Smith has three, Clay Thompson has three, and Steph Curry has eight. Like, just obliterating them. Um, That is 150% more than the next next leading. Hashtag analytics. 
solid percentage. Hashtag fire emoji, hashtag keep it 100, hashtag JBT pod, <laughs> hashtag alternative facts. Um, Golden State won its 100th regular season home game under Steve Kerr, improving to 107 in regular season home games since he took over in 2014-15 with a winning percentage of 93.5. Now, now just to be clear, that's not 107. That's 107. That's ridiculous. You get me? Yeah. <laughs> so 93% uh, win rate. Um, not bad. You know, not bad. It could be 94. <laughs> yeah, it could be 94. It could be 100. Do better, be. Steve Kerr. But not like you know, it's just I don't know. When we saw this, we were just like, really? I mean, Steve Kerr just knows how to win. All he does is win, win, yeah, win, no it, matter it's what. Cr- it's crazy. I mean, that that stat line. Um, and I'll, I'll I'll kick off with a few more stats here. Shout out to uh, John from Stephen Valley's gave us another amazing Seven Valley's mate, not Stephen Valley's oh, idiot. St- sorry, Seven Valley. I, I can't read. It's late. You know, you've you've got the. You've got the benefit of it being early in London. It's late here. My brain's not working anyway. Uh, the Warriors have had 30 assists in 30 games this season. And, you know, that, that stat might be alarming in itself. 30 assists in 30 games. That's amazing. The next best is the Spurs with nine. If you had um, your soundboard right now, you would be dropping like a diamond like sound. You'd be like, ding, 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 ding. One. Yeah, it's just yeah, amazing. Like, and it's it's no it's no secret that um that the assists of the Golden State have improved dramatically. And one last stat: Devin Booker has become the youngest NBA player to score at least twenty points in sixteen consecutive games at twenty years and ninety seven days. Amazing! Amazing! Future of the NBA. Future of the NBA. It's looking bright, Jack. All right. Now, for my favourite part of the segment, the favourite part of the show, the off-topic. What do you got for us, Jack? So, this week, ladies and gents, uh, I'm sure plenty of the millennials and plenty of the 90s kids will enjoy this off-topic. We've got the favourite 90s, 2000s sort of cartoons. So, you know, your Does this also extend? Does this also extend to, like, things that you grew up on? So, like, as a kid? Yeah. So, well, so like, I'm talking, like, real young. Well, like what? Like the Wiggles or Barney. Barney. Do you remember Barney? Barney Barney is goat. Barney was the shit. I guess none of those are cartoons, but still. I remember Barney from The Simpsons. Two plus two is four. Two plus two Two is four. Great quality show. I used to froth Barney when I was a kid. Yeah. I mean, you wouldn't be as smart as you were, Nicholas, if you didn't uh, listen to that giant purple dinosaur. I learnt my ABCs. Well, he didn't clearly didn't teach you math very well. But <laughs> what about uh, what about the cartoons, Nicholas? You know, your Hey Arnold's, your... Yeah, I watched a bit of Hey Arnold. Like, um, they Bar the Bell and stuff. Yeah, uh, a yeah. lot of Disney Channel when I was... Um, like, not, not so much Nickelodeon. So things like Rugrats and stuff I, I didn't watch. Rocket Power. I don't even know what Rocket Power is. So you like, be and shot. I know that like that that is that is your shit. Like that is your jam, mate. Um, hey Arnold, I did so watch Raven. a bit. Um, Doug, I dabbled on, I guess. Like ABC Kids had a lot of a lot of these shows that I watched as well. If you're a, if you're an Australian kid, you would 
relate to this so much. <laughs> I mean, yeah, it's, it'd be great. I mean, like when I was when I was watching on Disney Channel, I used to love like Recess. Recess was great. Recess um, is amazing. The Sweet Life of Zach and Cody. Quality. And then Quality. like the Sweet Life on Deck was just bad. Horrific. <laughs> what about that's so Raven? That's so Raven. Oh, love that's so Raven. And then the spinoff that's was also Raven. bad. Corey in the house. Corey, yeah. <laughs> and Nick, explain the premise of Corey in the house to the people that don't know. Well, his his dad became his dad was a chef, and he became a chef at the White House, and Somehow. so he moved his family to the White House. So he's Corey in the White House. Yeah, Corey in the house. I do it. I, do um, it. I did a good job. Quality that. And then for those that um, for a bit more adult, did did you watch Daria? I didn't. Daria's like quality. I heard a lot of good things, and I feel like as I'm older, I'd, I'd like it, but it was just boring when I was a kid. It was just like she yeah, speaks. Well, she's such a monotonous human. Well, it sounds like you, you monotonous piece of shit. <laughs> Jesus, that was a bit rough. I need to be nicer to you. I was, I've, <laughs> I've been nice to you. I, I haven't been mean to you most of this podcast. I need to get some sort of insults in. But I know this. I know this was like '90s cartoons. But I guess like that's how Raven was kind of like early 2000s, wasn't it? Well, yeah. Well, I said '90s, 2000s. I mean, we could chuck in. Shout out to Maggie's Fresh Prince of Bel Air as well. And, yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, I'll, there's a lot of those different. And the, you made me literally ruffle when you told me about Hey Arnold and like the thing you noticed the most. <laughs> other, than, other than Gerald Swag. Gerald Swag is like undeniable. I mean, his hair on point, um, and just you know, he was black. It helped him. He's just a so much swag. It wouldn't be a thing without Gerald from Exactly. Hey I mean, they look exactly the same. I mean, come on. <laughs> Even Vince from um from Recess. It's just the tall hair. Yeah. The athletic yeah, the is, athletic guy. Vince is I mean, cool just, ass. They're, they're very cool people. Anyway, what I said about Arnold was that his hat. You know his hat like covered a tenth of his head? Whereas <laughs> like it I don't care that he's got like a, a huge goddamn football shaped head hats <laughs> cover the int- like how does that hat stay on his head nick they don't make football size hats mate. is it so is it clipped on what are the physical <laughs> attributes um you would have to ask the animators of nickelodeon with that mate um, let me give you let me give you something here before we move on and head to a break out of the recess characters who do you think you were most like who was i most like I was probably like freaking Randall, probably. <laughs> <laughs> nah, I, I feel I'd be Mikey. I would definitely be Mikey. I was about to say you'd be a Mikey. But I'm not you, you nice. Don't have a great like, that's the thing. Your singing I'm, voice. I'm just not Your nice. singing voice isn't great, though. Oh, he, he's got a very nice baritone, does Mikey. Solid baritone. What about, who do you think I'd be, mate? I, I'd... You'd probably be Vince, as much as it pains me to say. Athletic guy. Good at sports. I'd be a bit more of a TJ, I thought. Black. <laughs> what? <laughs> the way you said black there was very forceful. I feel like I, <laughs> I feel like I'd be more of a TJ. Nah, but TJ was cool. And Vince wasn't cool? Yeah, but that's the only thing TJ had. Like Actually, Vince had his had, had a had his athleticism. 
You know who you'd be. So you so Vince had athleticism and coolness. You'd be you'd be Gus, actually, I feel. Oh yeah, probably. <laughs> like some nerdy dude. Yeah. God damn. Um, or Gretchen. But there is our JRT uh of the week for the week gone. Uh we'll be back with a special segment after this. You're listening to JBT Podcast. You can follow me on Twitter at JBT Real NJ. Welcome back to JBT Podcast. Jack, we had a bit of a nice conversation about cartoons just over the other side of that break. Um, getting back to some basketball stuff, a bit of fun still. Um, we're introducing a new segment here called International Horse. Okay, so for those who are new to the podcast, or those who are just listening today, because this is a new segment, uh, Jack and I have challenged each other to a game of horse. So standard horse rules apply, uh, except that we only have one chance to hit the shot, and we'll swap turns every week. So we're going to film it, um, and yeah, we'll, we'll go we'll go from there. Jack, Jack, you can start. You can pick the shot, and you know, on a system here. You've got to got to film it in one take. Can't have multiple yeah. takes, and just pretend um, that you've you made it. You can trust me, mate. You can trust me. Um, and the point of this is so that hopefully that you guys um, at home can participate in this. I mean, if you see the shot that we will post every week uh, on our Facebook page, you go out to the park with some mates and see if you can replicate that shot. And then you can challenge us to horse. If we miss the shot and you make it, we're on H and you can just keep track. Yeah. yeah, I mean like the one thing that's really been driving our content on our Facebook page, Nicholas has been a lot of the videos that we've been doing. So Mm. we want you guys to submit some, Um, you know, if you've got, you know, some weird, wacky, awesome, cool uh, schoolyard shots that you want to film while you're at the park, like Nick was saying, post it to our Facebook page. We love it. Um, we know Stelios did the other day when he was at the park with with Adrian. Adrian's shooting form was quite nice. So, you know, keep hitting us up with those. And, I mean, I did my tennis ball dunk, which Nick still didn't respond to yet. I might have to do that again uh, in horse. Uh, uh, we'll we'll horse. set some ground rules here, mate. Uh, NBA regulation size balls only. Oh, that's <laughs> well, it's horse. It's played okay. with a basketball, mate. I'll just do. I'll just do the ball. I'll just do that move that you can't do. You've done it once, actually. Yeah, yeah, I can. I can do it. I've been getting better. I guess you've inspired me to practice it, Jack. I am never well, going like, to use it in a game situation ever. But fuck, horse. Screw it. I'll, I'll try it anyway. Yeah. But yeah, this is. I'm really excited about this because um, I'm all about the video sort of content that we put on our podcast, and similar to like our our JBT ball bet. Um, but this is definitely very basketball related. Exactly, um, so and yeah, because we both nice suck. Social media segment, and you know, if you want to hit us up on the Twitter as well at the Jman JBT or at JBT Real NJ, post away. You know, post any fun shots, even if you like. You know, it's a you got one of those mini basketball rings in your house or whatever. Um, we love seeing any and all the content um, because, you know, for us at JBT, ball is life and always will be. Sounds good, mate. Um, I mean, this could theoretically take months to finish because we suck. We could just keep bricking shots, mate. <laughs> well, like, I'll just go to the free throw line because I know you suck so much at it. Yeah, I know. I've, I've kind of let my Achilles heel show there a bit. 
Ugh. Well, like, I remember because that when we were at home and we were playing around the world as like our warm up before we did a bit of one on one and two on two, we um we would start. So for those that don't know around the world, what you do is you start on each sort of peg around the key. Um, you make the free throw and then you go around and so whoever makes it around the world first is the winner. Um, Nick would always take quite. Nick is a better shooter than me. Like I'll I'll I'll, I'll happily concede to that. But his free throw shooting is horrific. Um, and it's not that he has a bad style. Your style is quite good. It's just that you just don't see I just it miss. At all. I don't get it. I just <laughs> miss. But, and uh, it's, it's, um, I think free throws, you and DeAndre should have a chat, mate. Maybe he could give you some tips about how to get a little bit better because his DeAndre. percentage has gone up a bit this year. DeAndre? Of all the people <laughs> you could send me to better. to get better. Actually, you know what? Tristan Thompson used to be a left-handed um, free-throw shooter, and then and now he's a right-hander, and his percentage has increased by like 15 to 20%. Maybe you need to change hands, Nicky boy. Oh, God, no way. No <laughs> way. It would be so um, bad. I'm already right-handed. Yeah, we're going to have a lot of fun with this. Yes, it would be very, very fun, and I feel the longevity will help. And I like the uh, the inclusion of all the... All the fans out there that we have, of course. All the peasants. All the peasants. You can show us on your, you know, rough basketball cement court and your bro- half dilapidated ring <laughs> that you built yourself, or that your uh, your Nick, father built from, with the blood of uh, some sad story. Anyway, let's move on, shall we, to DBS? Um, for those of you who are new to the podcast, here's how it works. Uh, we've been given three basketball players, both past, present, and future. And we will decide... Stop saying future. Like, <laughs> what is wrong with you? Uh, past, present, and future. Uh, and we'll have to decide who we drop, who we bench, and who we start. It's that simple. All right, this week, it is inspired by the kind of Cavs rumor mill that's going around um, with them potentially signing these free agents. Uh, in Mario Chalmers, Lance Stevenson, and Kirk Heinrich. Jack, who you got? All right, so Nicky Boy. Um, it's not the most superstar-studded of DBSs, so we won't Yeah, no, not, not our best. Not our best. Um, it's no Bill you know, Murray and uh, Bugs Bunny. We need Bunny. your help, guys. We, need, we can't keep doing, like, you know, KD, LeBron, and all the superstars and stuff. We've got to give the shout Yeah, give, us, us, give us a few random ones. Uh, yeah, maybe we'll do like a silly one next week where we do like, you know, Bill Murray. That one was always fun. Yeah, um, that one was great. Brian Scalabrine. One, um, I'm going to drop Kirk Heinrich. Uh, I'm going to bench Lance Stevenson and I'm going to start Mario Chalmers. I'll give you my reasoning. Mario Chalmers has a ring. Um, he works well with LeBron. So I feel like LeBron will, you know, take him and do something with him. Lance Stevenson's probably the most talented player out of these three, but he's also born ready. He's a bit weird. He's a bit of a, an odd unit. And Kirk Heinrich, I don't know. I don't like those glasses, so I'm dropping it. See, I love those glasses, personally. Yeah, well, you're a nerd. Like that's the, why. Like the Stoddermeyer sort of glasses. Yeah. It's great. I, like, I like them on Stoddermeyer. I don't like them on white, short white men. <laughs> that's racist. It is racist. It's, ra- it's racist towards the majority. <laughs> um, mate, I... I just want to pull you up on something and I want you to clarify something for me Mario Chalmers you said he's got a ring he won one with Miami I assume yes um 
Basketball Reference doesn't actually have him winning a championship. Didn't he? Not? I thought he would won one. Uh, maybe. Um, so, like, maybe, like, did, did he not play that series? I'm, I don't know. Just trying to show you up. So it's like you're bad and stuff, yeah? Ooh, Nick. Ooh. I like it, mate. Yeah, uh, screw you. Mario Chalmers <laughs> have an NBA ring? All right, while I'm looking this up, mate, you, you give me yours. All right. I am dropping Lance Stevenson. I'm benching Mario Chalmers. I'm starting Kirk Heinrich. I'm starting Kirk Heinrich because I loved him in 2K. I loved him on the court as well. Um, he was a good yeah, good player. Like these are all these are all kind of like mid tier sort of players. Uh, maybe maybe obviously like when they were in the younger. Uh, Lance Davidson still is still young, so he's around that same sort of skill level. Um, but Kirk Heinrich it does average the most amount of career points out of these people. So um, interesting. Yeah, I know that's like a ten ten point nine. It's nothing to boast about, but it is something. Um, yeah, it, it it it's really hard to choose between like between these players because there's not really much separating them. Um, it's like choosing like you know between me and Nick and. I don't know, Maggers. Like, we're all... Actually, no, Maggers would get dropped any day. Like, <laughs> 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 um, yeah, that's a Maggers for that one. Um, but, you are a ruthless, uh, ruthless man. Savage. Um, but yes, Mario Chalmers has two rings, Nicholas. He won them in 2012 and 13 with the Heat. There you go. Basketball reference. You've lied to me. Either that or I'm not looking at it right. Oh, well. Well, you might be a bit tired, mate. Yeah, um, yeah it is but, late. Anywho, yeah, yeah starting starting Kirk again, Heinrich. Yeah. I'll bench Mario Chalmers because I feel like he can provide a lot in that bench unit. Again, I'm sort of playing this like a team sort of thing. Yeah, fair enough. Um, that being said, Mario Chalmers has a like in terms of actual win shares. Um, Mario Chalmers has a decent amount of win shares, not as much as um Kirk Heinrich, um, which is very <laughs> surprising to me. Um. But yeah, Kirk Heinrich has the stats to back it up. Mario Chalmers has the ring, so like that bit of experience there, the playoff experience will help. So I want him on my team. And then drop Lance Stevenson because he's, you know, got nothing. 26 years old and yeah, that's, he literally has nothing. He's been to what, six different teams. So clearly no one really wants him. The, he's the he's you he's like you no one really yeah no you. one re- yeah that, that, it's tough life Lance uh, feels mate <laughs> talk to me anytime feels. we can we can DNM no dramas <laughs> hit him up on Twitter mate I'm sure he'll <laughs> give you something I feel yeah I'll hit him up on Twitter saying you're shit I'm shit we should hang out <laughs> <laughs> that'll go down well what should I because I'm a superstar I'll hit up LeBron James and he'll respond being like yeah, yeah right, mate. for right. sure. Anyway, um, that was our podcast. Jack, have you got anything else to add? Um, no, nothing. Uh-huh. Um, I miss Australia, but it's lovely to be back in London and lovely to be still potting it up with you, Nicholas. Beautiful. Same as ever. Just as ever, guys, thank you so much for downloading and listening to this episode of Just Ball Things NBA podcast. You can find us on iTunes or any decent pod center. And remember to rate and review the show. You'll get a shout-out on the show if you do as well uh, because it'll help other people find us and help add to the conversation, which is the main part. We're spreading to South Africa and South Korea and hopefully not North Korea. Um, (laughs) If you want to get in contact with the show, you can hit us up on Twitter at JBT Podcast or using the hashtag JBT Pod. 
You can get in touch with us personally on Twitter at JBT Real NJ is myself, and at the J Man JBT is Jack. Uh, you can reach us on Facebook at facebook.com slash JBT Podcast or Instagram at JBT Pod, or also through email at JBT Podcast at gmail.com. So remember, guys, it's you, the, you guys, the people, the peasants. Are you pointing, Nicholas? Right I am. Now? I'm literally pointing at my tablet right now, and no one can see it because you're not even here with me. Um, <laughs> it's you guys that make this show great. So we appreciate any and every post heading our way. So until next week, keep balling, superstars. Keep balling, superstars. That was Hashtag so out of sync because we're in different countries. Keep balling, superstars. <laughs>